All right, we're in Acts chapter 5. Put that up. Title of my message is The Jealous Rulers. We're in Acts 5, 17 through 21. So if you'll stand with me, we'll read that. Acts 5, 17 through 21. Imprisoned apostles freed. Then the high priest rose up, and all those who were with him, which is in the sect of the Sadducees, and they were filled with indignation, and laid their hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. But at night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, Go stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. And when they heard that, they entered the temple early in the morning and taught. But the high priest and those with him came and called the council together and with all the elders of the children of Israel and sent to the prison to have them brought. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this time to be in your word. I pray today, Lord, that you break off all jealous tendencies we might have, God. That, Lord, that we not give in to those that are jealous of us, Father. But, Lord, even as we read here today, that you'd set us free from other people's jealousies, God. That we not be put in bondage by what other people think about us, God. What other people desire of us, God. But, Lord, we'd walk in the freedom that we've sung about today. That we decree and declare we are free in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen and amen. amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. So in last week's text, we read about how the, as the apostles were ministering there in the temple, demons were cast out and everybody was healed. Say everybody. Everybody, everybody was healed. Pastor Emil, it's good to see you, my brother, our pastor of our Arabic church here with us today. Yeah, amen. But, but everybody got healed when they were preaching. It doesn't mean that somebody's got to lay hands on you. It doesn't mean somebody has to anoint you with oil. I think somebody stole my anointing oil. I mean, can you believe that? I can't find it. That's like, I want to lay hands on somebody. No, it's, you don't need the oil though. You don't have to have it. It's great, but they, they just preached and people were healed. Even when Peter would walk down the street, his shadow would heal people. Would heal people. They'd leave the people on the street. Let's hope his shadow comes. Let's hope Peter walks by today. I mean, Jake, that's, that's somebody believing, man. That's somebody believing for a miracle. It casts that shadow. So it's a very, very, very powerful time that as the church was starting. And I believe that God poured out that power to get that church moving in a hurry. Amen. That God was showing up like in a powerful way. But verse 13, it says, Yet none of the rest dared join them, but the people esteemed them highly. That's verse 13. And we see in verse 17 that it was the high priest and the Sadducees that were there. The Sadducees, listen, the Sadducees did not believe in a resurrection. They did not believe that Jesus would be resurrected. So if they would have gone in with the apostles and what the apostles were doing, they would have had to change their doctrine. They would have to admit that they believe in a resurrection. They would have had to admit that they made a mistake in killing the Messiah because they would have had to admit that Jesus was the Messiah. And so the pride that was in those Sadducees was so strong that even though they saw these miracles, even though they saw people getting healed, they went away mad because, well, number one, they couldn't do it. They couldn't heal the sick. They couldn't do all those miracles. 
And number two, like I said, they didn't believe in that resurrection. So the other issue, like I said, is they couldn't do miracles these men were doing. I started watching uh, Son of God last night. It's so powerful, man. The miracles that Jesus did. He got in that fishing boat with Peter. He said, come on, let's go fishing. Peter's like, listen, there's no fish today. There's no fish around here. And Jesus says, come on, let's just go fishing. And they go out in the, in the boat and they're in the water. And, and Jesus is like, go ahead, cast that net out. And so Peter casts that net out. And Jesus leans over in the boat and he starts playing in the water with his hand. He's just, he's just stirring up the water a little bit. And then that, that net just filled up, filled up, filled up. Man, it just brought me such joy as I watched Peter reel that thing in. And, and then he, he did it again and he did it again. And, and he's got basket loads of fish on his boat, you know, just because Jesus stirred that water a little bit and God moved. I mean, I don't know if that's how it happened, but you know, when, you, when people are doing miracles and you're not, it created a little bit of jealousy here in the word of God, because that word, it says that, that they had indignation. It means jealousy. They were jealous of what the apostles were doing. Seeing them do the miracles, it made them jealous. I mean, when I see people doing miracles, man, I want to do it too, amen? I mean, when I see people prophesy, I'm like, yeah, Lord, give that to me. When I see people getting words of knowledge, like Lucy Rail, when Lucy comes, she gets, she gets words of knowledge. And I'm just like, you know, your address is such and such and such and such. And, you know, I mean, I, I remember Lucy was here one time and she walked over here and she pointed at a lady. She said, the Lord wants to bless your red wallet. And the lady looks at her and goes, I don't have a red wallet. I didn't bring that today. Lucy says, okay. And she walks away. She keeps ministering. She comes back. She goes, the Lord keeps telling me you got a red wallet. <laughs> the lady's like, I, I didn't bring my red wallet today. And her husband's going, please check, please check. Just check. <laughs> she opens up her purse and there's that red wallet, you know. <laughs> and it's just, you know. That word of knowledge gives, it stirs me with a passion to let it flow in me, amen? amen? You know, not that I sit and get jealous of it, but I want to start stepping into it, amen? amen. I start tugging on God, so come on! Amen. But they couldn't rejoice in what was happening. Couldn't do it because of, it would have made them look bad. Here they just crucified Jesus and... You know, oh, they were, if they would have endorsed it, they would have lost their position of prestige that they felt they had. So it was a lose-lose for the priests and the Sadducees. There's no way. So they fought against it. People fight against things they don't understand. If they can't do it and don't understand it, they'll question it. They'll fight against it. And that's exactly what the Pharisees and the Sadducees did. For me, I really didn't know about speaking in tongues. I was raised in the Assemblies of God Church and they spoke in tongues. They didn't teach us as kids about it though. When I was growing up, they, it wasn't taught to us. And like I said, I was raised in the Assemblies of God, but what I didn't have was teaching that it all stopped with the apostles. I didn't have that false teaching because it is false. It didn't stop with the apostles. So when one day on Thanksgiving day, 2000, no, not 2000, 1979, 1979, Thanksgiving day, 
Delanda's dad, we were praying for some people to have safe travels that day. And I went over there after my family, to her family for Thanksgiving. And they had family members that had to drive back to Burbank and we were gonna pray for a safe trip. And her dad turned to me and he said, have you been filled with the Holy Spirit yet, Ron? I said, not yet. I said, but I want everything that God has for me. So he laid hands on me and I started praying in tongues and I didn't really know about it. And I kind of feel like that's the best way, not to know about it, just receive it, amen? You know, because if you've been told that it's already been stopped, sometimes we gotta get past those blocks that the enemy's tried to plant and we gotta move into it. So when he laid hands on me and I started speaking in tongues, it went on for hours. They just sat me down in a chair and the only word I said in English in two hours was water. Because, man, I was going to town, and I prayed in tongues for two hours, and, and I was crying, and God just touched me. And, and then I, I, I finally went home, and I told my mom, you know, because my mom raised us in the assemblies of God, and I was just so blessed. It was like a sponge just being filled. For the priest, they could not receive the, the teaching that Jesus had spoken again because it went against everything they had learned through the ages. Everything that they were stuck on, the doctrines they believed in, they were stuck. And they couldn't move into what Jesus had said. I'm going to send another, the Holy Spirit, who was with you and now would be in you. See, they couldn't receive that. They couldn't receive that the Holy Spirit comes upon you. He shall fill you with power, the power to do miracles. They couldn't receive that because if they did, they would have jumped up there with the apostles and started doing it. Instead of being jealous. How come they can do it? We can't. And this caused them to act on their jealousy by arresting the apostles and putting them into prison. Anybody ever been put into prison for preaching the gospel? <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> About the worst I've ever had it is I, I've, I've been on the run from the police in another country. I um, had to hide in an attic for hours um, before they got me out. And I had to be smuggled out of that city um, to another city. And the police, they said 80% of the police force was looking for us. So, but we, God covered us and we got away. But their jealousy caused them to arrest the apostles. And it was so late to have a hearing that they put them in jail overnight so they could have the hearing the next day. And, and what I want to get to today is don't worry about other people's jealousies. If people are jealous about your life, so what? Don't let it hold you back. Don't let it stop you from doing what God wants you to do. Don't let it slow you down from what God wants you to do, but let it just propel you forward. You see, God can set you free from what other people think about you so that it does not hold you back or limit you in any way. God can set you free from other people's thoughts and jealousies, amen? God can break you loose that you don't have to be, you know, worried about what other people think about you. I do my best as a pastor to not worry about what other people think about me. I know I'm crazy sometimes, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> Apparently you are too. <laughs> 
But when they, he put them in prison and then God delivers the apostles from prison. The prison was shut up. I mean, the next day when they went to get them out of prison, the prison doors were locked. The guards were still there. It was all shut up nice and neat. But when they opened the door and looked in, the apostles were gone. So that angel that took them out of there opened the doors. They walked past the prison guards. He shut the doors back up and the prisoners went out of the jail. You think God still does that today? Let me tell you a story. This man, they call him the heavenly man. That's the name of his book. You can buy it on Amazon, I'm sure. Was in England one time and he was ministering. And he's Chinese, he's a Chinese pastor. And he'd been arrested a number of times and put in prison. But he always broke out. The Lord always delivered him from prison. So this fourth or fifth time he got arrested, they broke his legs, Jake. They made him a cripple. He couldn't walk. His pastor was in the same prison. So the pastor lugged him around and helped him get around in prison. And one day his pastor was in his cell praying. Now, you know, cell doors are locked usually. Pastor's in there praying. He goes, I want you to get up. And I'm just going to go by the heavenly man because I can't remember his real name. But he said, I want you to go tell the heavenly man to get up and leave. So he, he goes to his door and the door opens. He's like, okay. Runs down the hall, makes the left, runs down to the heavenly man's door. And that one's open. He opens the door. He says, hey, the Lord said for you to get up and leave today. And he was so nervous, he ran out, ran back to his prison door, shut the door, and climbed in and jumped under under his mattress. Because he was scared. And so he hides under his mattress, and then he's laying there and he's thinking, did he understand what I said? So he gets up, opens his door again, it opened, and he ran back to that cell where the heavenly man was, and the guy was gone. Now, for the heavenly man's thinking, he got up when that man said he walked out the front of the prison. There was a taxi cab waiting for him, and he got in that taxi and took off. (laughs) A little bit later, he got on a bicycle, and he's riding the bicycle, and it was then that he realized he'd been healed. God still does it today. Because I'm not talking about long time ago. This is, I mean, I went to the conference in the 2000s and he was the guest speaker there sharing his story. God delivered him out of the prison and nobody said, he walked out the front door. And I'm sure these apostles, they walked out the front door and nobody saw him. He didn't take them out of the city, but he told them, hey, You go back to the temple, start preaching again. I mean, you think, oh, he got me out of, of, you know, I got like a get out of jail free card. And he's out there and he's like, they're like, all right, let's go. Let's, you know, and he's like, no, 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 no. I want you to go back to the temple and I want you to start preaching again. And they did it and they went. 
God is still work at work delivering his people from the jealousies of mankind. He doesn't want us to stay in bondage to what people think about you. You know, I, I knew when I came to Jesus, I was going to lose friends. I went to all my friends and I told them, I said, listen, I've given my life to Jesus. Now, I'd love for you to come to church with me and you do the same thing. It's incredible. I had one guy come and he was crying so hard here at the altar. You know, because I said, you want to go down? He said, okay. We came to the altar. He's crying and everything. And, and then we went back. We went home. He was my next door neighbor. And I, so I went to him the next day. I said, man, wasn't last night incredible? And he's like, I feel like you made me do it. I made you cry like a little girl. Come on. See, but if he would have admitted it, he would have had to change things. Because you stand, can't come into the kingdom of God and not be changed. There's got to be transformation that happens. Amen. You know, I, I led few people to the Lord this week. And, and, and when, as I did, it, it's just like, you know, one, one person says, oh, well, you know, I like to do this. And I said, eh. And she said, okay, I'll stop. And she says, well, I like to do this. I said, eh. And she says, okay, I'll stop. And, you know, and that's how God moves. That's what he does. Amen. He allows that opportunity for us to grow. And, and we've got to know that we can't be under the thumb of what other people think about us. You know, if they, they come and told me, oh, you were a fool today. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, you're awfully crazy. Oh, praise God. I'd rather be crazy about Jesus than the devil. Because you remember how you were out in the world? How crazy you got about the devil stuff, you know? How you went to them acid rock, devil junk places, and you danced and you shouted and you come into church and you're like, I'm going to raise my hand today. <laughs> Man, be the same. Be the same. Be the same, amen? What you do out there for the devil, let's do double for the Lord, amen? And God will deliver people from jealousies. Amen. He will deliver you from the mankind. Amen. God will make a way for you and for me to not be submitted to people's jealousies. See, because when the, the, just because the apostles, I mean, the Pharisees and Sadducees were jealous, put them in prison, God set them free. You know, it's, so, it's just so funny. We'll get to it more next week. But how they, they, they went to get the people, get the apostles out of jail. They said, we're going to have that trial now. Go get them. And they went and they unlocked the door and they looked in. And there's nobody there. But yet the guards were still in place. The locks were still intact. I mean, I doubt that the angel of the Lord even opened the door. He probably just said, come on, let's just go. Let's just, let's take a walk. <laughs> How you doing? Okay. Amen. So they take a walk through the door. They get out there. And then he says, now go to the temple. They go to the temple. They just start preaching again. Nobody, I mean, the Pharisees and Sadducees don't even know where they're at. And they're out there in the front end of the temple preaching. Amen. They're letting it go. You see, because God does not want us to be held in bondage by what other people think about us. We've got to get free of that. And I see how the Lord set the apostles free from that. 
how he took them out of that bondage that they were in and put them on a place of freedom. And we sang freedom. Yeah, I won't sing away, but, you know, <laughs> freedom. We sang that today, freedom. And God wants to give us that freedom so that nothing holds us back. Because, I don't know, in this day and this hour, a lot of people are concerned with other, what other people think about them. I watched Tim that day on the boat, and he goes, Pastor, was it okay what I did? I said, absolutely. He goes, I just did what you've been telling us. I said, absolutely. You know, and, and he shouted, man, I'm telling you. He's like, all right, we need to pray. Yeah. I'm like, go, Tim. <laughs> I don't know that I would have done that, but he did. <laughs> He's been listening, and he shouted out, man. He prayed, and it worked because we caught a lot of fish. I walked away with, I caught 13. Danny, how many did you catch? 19. Tim caught 18. 12 for Ashley. Me and Danny had the uh, four biggest fish on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're good, Maggie. <laughs> but God wants to break off that we're not so intimidated about what other people think. Amen. When I came to Jesus, I had people tell me, you need to calm down. I'm like, why? And they said, you're going to burn up. Let me tell you, you'll never burn out or burn up for Jesus if you stay at his feet. If you sit with him, you'll never burn out. You'll never get tired of serving. You'll never get tired of it. You just got to stay at his feet. And when you stay at his feet, he'll deliver you from what other people think about you. Amen. He'll take you out of that position. You won't be under that burden. You know, oh, I can't dance. I had somebody tell me, you know, in church a month ago in a different church, the, the daughter wanted to go to the altar and worship and raise her hands. And, and the mom said, well, go ahead. She goes, yeah, but nobody does that here. You know, you probably need to go to, she, she told her daughter, you probably need to go to New Hope. <laughs> so you can come and raise your hands. And, and there's, there's freedom, amen? She eventually did it, I think she said, the next week. You know, she stepped out of what you might think. I remember I was sitting right, right over here one year, and the Lord said, I want you to go lay on the altar. I'm like, Lord, there's nobody at the altar. <laughs> And he said, go lay at the altar. I come and I laid right here on the floor and he flooded me with his presence. I was crying so hard, just sobbing so hard. And he just downloaded to me right here on the floor that I couldn't even get up. I had to crawl back to my seat. And Pastor Dave, he, we went out to lunch and he, he said, uh, hey, Ron, it looks like a little something, something was going on with you today. I said, yes, sir. I said, you need to be praying because God told me how he was going to be instrumental in my life. And he was. Everything that God told me, he did. And so it was, it was powerful, but I just couldn't be worried about what other people think of me. I couldn't be worried about coming to the altar. I couldn't be worried about laying down on my face. I wasn't worried about crying. All I was worried about doing was doing what Jesus said. That's what Tim was worried about on the boat. God is telling me I need to pray right now. Pray. You can't worry about people. Because if you do, it's going to limit you from what God has for you. And I know that, and just as we saw, um, 
those guys, the apostles, be freed from their prison, we can be freed from that prison too. A, a spiritual prison that the enemy tries to build around you to hold you back, to limit you from what God is calling you to do. Don't hesitate with the Lord. We can think about it till our church is over. Oh, and then you can come to me afterwards. You know, pastor, the Lord wanted me to come tell you this. Well, why didn't you do it? Well, I just wasn't sure. You better get sure. You better get sure. When he tells you to go somewhere, you need to go. Amen. Don't hesitate with the Lord. Be obedient and move quickly when you've heard from heaven. Amen. And God will position you for the battle against the enemy. Who wants God to put him in position? You got to be obedient, amen? Listen to the Lord. Who wants to be delivered from what other people think about you? Follow the Lord, amen? Who's willing to obey the Lord? Be obedient then, amen? Be obedient. Because I know this. You're not here by chance. God is raising you up for such a time as this. Just like in Esther's day, God raised her up for that time. You are here for this time, for this day, this hour, to see God move, not only through me, but through you. And you can't be worried about what other people think about you. Because God has a plan. And no one can stop God's plan. They can put you in the best prison in the world and that can't stop what God has planned for you because he is freedom. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we're here today before you decreeing and declaring freedom over this house today, God. Yeah. Freedom from what other people think about us. Freedom from their jealousies, God, of us. That, Lord, that we shall not be put in bondage by what other people think about us. But, Lord, we shall go forward in your power and your might. Maybe you're here today and you say, hey, Pastor Ron, I just need to get in the kingdom of God. I just need to surrender my life to Jesus today. I need to make him my Lord. I need to answer the call today. If that's you today, just wave your hand at me and rate, just wave at me. You need to give your life to Jesus today. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Amen. Amen. Why don't we all stand for a minute? This little girl right here, if you raise your hand, I want you to come to the front right now. Let's give them a hand as they're coming today. Huh? Come on, you raise your hand. Come on. Come on. I saw those hands. It's okay. Come on, bring this young lady. She raised her hand today. This brother's coming today. Can I get some, some believers to come stand behind them today? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hey, come on. Someone get some guys over here. Got some men stepping up. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Good decision, bro. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Watch his shoulder there, Mark. Good decision today, bro. Amen. I see God all over you. <laughs> oh, God. Just fill him today, Father, with your spirit. 
Everybody, let's just say this prayer together. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your son Jesus. That he died for me. He rose from the dead. And he's sitting at your right hand. Jesus! Forgive me of my sins. Wash me and cleanse me. I commit my life to you today. Be my Lord and Savior. I surrender. Give me your strength. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand today. Jamie, right? Oh, we were calling you out last week, man. I'm sure they probably called you and said, hey, pastor's looking for you. Great decision, you and your wife today, amen? Hey, yes, amen. Your next step in your spiritual journey is to get baptized in water. We're going to do it next Sunday. There's a big tank right there. We're going to fill that thing up, and we're going to baptize you. There's a sign-up sheet. Oscar, come on down here, buddy. Oscar's going to ba- uh, teach a baptism class at 9 o'clock in the upstairs office. And so you need to come next Sunday at 9 a.m. for this class. Okay, we'll have some coffee for you, maybe a donut, but we'll have water. Amen? We'll have a lot of water. And you're going to get wet. you got to bring a change of clothes, a towel, and everything, because you're going to get wet. It's full submersion. It, and it symbolizes this. You're dying to your old nature. And you're being resurrected in Jesus Christ. And it's a, such a beautiful thing. So, Father, I thank you for these men and women of God who've come before you today, who have surrendered their lives to you, Father who have made the commitment to follow after you, Lord. And I pray, God, supernatural strength over them today, God. That, Lord, that you cover and you keep and protect them. That, Lord, that you give them revelation, knowledge of who you are. And we give you praise and we thank you for their lives today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Yeah, hallelujah. There's There's a guy right there in a blue Hawaiian shirt. His name is Andy. If you can stop by him and let him give him your name and address, he'll start sending you some disciple papers that you can start studying the Word of God with. Amen? Amen. Praise God. You may be seated. Jake. Your mom? Okay, well, come here, buddy. Let's pray for your mom. Father, we thank you for Jamie, the commitment he's made today. And we lift up his mom to you, God, and everybody that's suffering like her today, God. Lord, I think of Joe in the hospital, Lord. I just think of Karen battling those headaches, Lord. That you touch his mom, you touch the people of God today. That your healing power, God, would flow from your throne. The blood of Jesus just wash over these people and cleanse them from sickness and disease today. And that, Lord, that they would be healed. They would be healed. And we thank you for that today, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you, bro. Amen.